Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation Grizzly Bear Blues. I'm the one P Shark. And of course, y'all know me. I'm the shooting guard I'm, uh, underscore Scott Lead on Twitter. Happy to see y'all fellas. Happy holidays to you. Happy, happy holidays, everyone. Uh, fresh off the COVID reserve list, this is your guy going trail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's good, everybody? What's good, y'all? Your man, Tev Shakir, even though I'm a part of that starting five, I'm still the free agent out here, so y'all know anybody. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a, if you if you know Joy Taylor personally, please let us know. My man trying to get on, please. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be the, be the best thing she ever done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some more of a toot story is stats. All the guys I married, except both me and him, and I just got engaged on Christmas Day. So he's the last one. Of the <laughs> Thank you. But let's get like Scott said earlier, man. Happy holidays. Uh, this episode coming out right after Christmas and right before New Year's. So happy holidays to those who are listening in. Thanks for listening. Remember to follow us yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. Remember to follow us on Twitter at starting five to number five MEM and Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies. And listen to the other podcasts as we record on Monday or as I episode come out comes out on Mondays. Three and D podcasts come out Tuesdays with Justin Lewis, four four Wednesdays, and GPP Live with uh Joe Mullinex and Parker Fleming on Thursdays. Parker Flocker. Yes, <laughs> Parker Flocker, that's fine. That's the code uh to the name. <laughs> right. <laughs> But let's go get to the Grizzlies. Uh, we are recording on a Saturday morning, so we won't talk about the Hawks game because hey, it's before the Hawks Hawks game. So we're going to have to just talk about the first game of the season. So we lost to the San Antonio Spurs, one thirty-one to one nineteen, and John Morant dropped forty-four big ones on them in the loss. But so guess what? Are your thoughts on the actual game itself and John Morant's? Um, I guess I get us kicked off. Um, I know I spoke on last week, and I just want to make sure that everybody's under the same or we're on the same page, which is John Morant has this second year swag going. I mean, we talked about that last week, and then him coming out game one of the of this of this NBA season, dropping forty four. Um, not just on any basketball team, in my opinion, not just on any coach, but against the Spurs, who for the most part historically have been known for some pretty some form of defense, and then to do that against uh, Demar Derozan against the uh, Dejounte Murray, I think that was extremely impressive. You could just kind of tell that he's seeing the game. I need, I know. Um, they talked about that on the broadcast, but he's he's being able to kind of see different things throughout um, a, a sequence or throughout the offense before it happens. And then, I mean, as you have it put up here, 18 of 27, 44 points. He had a plus 10. Um, he had nine assists. He literally was the best player on the floor the entire time that he was um, that he was on the, in the in the game. So, um, big ups to him. I think that I did um, think that the Grizzlies were going to lose the game um, more so. Due to Lamarcus Aldridge, he was—I think he struggled in the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken—and then just kind of took off and um, did his thing throughout the rest of the game. So as you see, Deontay Murray went off. Uh, Demar Derozan was extremely efficient. Jesus Christ, 14 to 15 from the free throw line. Uh, Lonnie Walker was—I mean, everybody is actually that. I think about it, looking at this box score, um, extremely balanced scoring. I think the Grizzlies' problem in this game was defense. Uh, pick and roll defense, in my opinion, was not that good. Uh, I think Deontay Murray and Marcus Aldridge and 
DeMar DeRozan and Marcus Aldridge took, in my opinion, they took advantage of JV, um, putting him in a lot of screening roles, and that opened up uh, the floodgates for DeMarcus Aldridge. So, um, sad to see that, that they lost the game, but I think they'll pick it up. Uh, I think they'll grab the first one of the season today against the Hawks. Uh, but that was my takeaway from well, for me, I would definitely say that uh, second-year job Morant is here. We've Memphis especially now has their superstar, so 44 points or 18 and 27 shooting is just amazing. Um, can't really say much left for Dare. Um, I also did believe that the Grizz would lose this game, uh, more so because of DeMar DeRozan, uh, which who led all scores with – with 28, as opposed as also him going 14 to 15 for the line, he was also efficient from the field, 7 to 14. So, um, but what did what did do to Memphis, what did Memphis in was actually their defense, absolutely, as Skyler just mentioned. Uh, JB was in a lot of pick and roll situations, and of course, if you leave the Marcus Aldridge open from 17, he's money. Like his first jump shot that he's made when he began playing basketball was the 17 foot jumper. Like Marcus Aldridge from mid range is pretty much money. So you have to get a hand out there on him. And it's like every time you look up, he was still making a jump shot. And every time you look up, DeMar DeRosa was at the free throw line because, once again, Dylan Brooks playing like he's uh, pretending like he's playing defense when he really isn't and just choosing not to stay on the ground on DeMar DeRosa's pump fakes, which is like I I hate it as a Grizz fan, but I do respect DeMar DeRosa's game because he has that old school feel to it. Um. But going forward, I do believe that Memphis will grab their first win today against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I know they're coming off a pretty decent game uh, where Trey Young had like 30 point, 33 points, I believe, through three quarters in their win. Uh, but I do believe Memphis uh, makes their adjustments, especially on the defensive end. Um, I expect a better game all around from all of the teams. I expect – I mean, not all the teams, all of the uh, rest of the guys. And I expect Java Rangers to continue to run that he's uh, – got off to the start on. So uh, do expect Memphis to win later on today. I think you uh, said that the Rosen had a, a, a old school game. Really, the whole Spurs have an old school game, right? Especially with the Marcus coming out for the for the mid range, and that's definitely his. That's been his key since he was at, at mm-hmm. Texas. Really, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so, salute to the Spurs for getting that win. I think when you look at that roster, uh, we had Jonte um, Murray who had 21. I don't think that happened, you know, a lot this season. But I think that's a credit to the, I guess, lack of energy on defense uh, for the Grizzlies. Like we had a job playing okay defense and was playing last of the days because sometimes, but I'm, he was saving his energy for offense. So I, I guess I can say the same thing for Dylan, who, you know, I ain't going to call him my career. I'm going to keep my promise. He has six assists. <laughs> so I'm going to bag off on that aspect. But when we, we, we talk about Ja and how, you know, special he is and the second sophomore, the sophomore swag that y'all brought out is, is crazy. Like 44 points, only one three-pointer made. That, that was pretty special. You know, I can count on the number I can count the number of times on one hand how many times he had to pull his sleeve up. You know, one of the emphasis that he you know he 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 put over the summer was strength, you no know, conditioning. And you can tell he's stronger. Weirdly enough, he's faster. And you know, I think he's just smarter with how he jumps because a lot of times he would have dunk, you know, dunk attempts he'd come off on um, one leg. And now he's coming off two, which is smarter. I think one of the analysts, um, I think Brevin Knight or somebody said that. And it it, it, it it makes a difference, especially for a young point guard still finding his groove, still, you know, using his athleticism to get to where he wants. But John Moran is there. Um, didn't expect a, 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 a 131 
to be put on us, especially by the Spurs, who's still coming back into their own. But like I said, we should definitely get this dub tonight against Atlanta, where we beat them twice in the preseason. Mm-hmm. So three times a charm, and I think we're going to get it done tonight. Yep. Um, I think y'all said uh, I didn't really so I watched the game, but really then I was out mm-hmm. and I got to see it, uh, especially the first quarter. Then really the game was lost in the second quarter. Then we got scored by 18. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking eight, no, 16 points in the second quarter. I believe by three. We lost by 12. Got out scored by 16 in one quarter. So based on it, I did see the second quarter. I think I must have missed the third quarter and I heard the fourth quarter on radio. Mm-hmm. Lost us the game, and that happened on the bench because John Moran went out. He was plus ten on the courts. Tyus Jones though minus twenty. Oh boy, there you go. <laughs> oh boy, boy. So and Melton didn't have a good game either. Nope. But nope. I'm not as down about I know other guys. Um, I do want to go to the overreactions of Grizz Nation and Lakers Nation who lost to John Moran Lakers jersey. For one year. It's 2020. We ain't got to worry about any of contract stuff for at least, or him even trade tonight. If we get, we ain't got to worry about that for at least four or five years. So, <laughs> exactly. That's why. <laughs> so why are y'all speaking ahead? But we don't entertain people right board, so we ain't gonna talk about it. Hey, man. <laughs> 30, 36 to 20, the uh, Grizz were outscored in that second quarter mm-hmm. uh, by San Antonio. Yeah, that's yeah, not good. Yeah, because <laughs> I think as you. Because you were on the controls, Trevor, for the game. Appreciate you for doing that. Um, I think I felt as if – I really feel like the Spurs didn't miss the quarter. And, of course, they did. But it just felt like anything that they were throwing up, it was going in and it was following. And I think there's just – it wasn't too much that you can do. And I think to Tyus Jones's minus 20, I think it came from along that second quarter. Because um, I think yep. that's when Jot sat down and <laughs> he won nothing that they mm-hmm. could do. I mean, if you if you scroll up – if you – if you scroll up and look at the 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 Spurs bench scoring, look at that. Yeah. Uh, 10, 4, 13. I mean, even look look at the starters, 20, 21, 18, 16, and 16. Like that's a lot. Like yeah. Yeah, if you look, look at the box score, yeah, if you look at the box score, like I think three prong uh, field goal percentage was about the same. Field goal percentage yep. was about the same. I just think they had more scores um at the um at the helm than the Grizzlies did. Yeah. Sheesh, look at I, think, I think the Spurs just took a lot of lot more smart shots too. Yeah, because you know the percentage wise is there, but when you open, it makes I guess a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, was, it was it was similar to the matchup in the bubble. It was the Spurs got hot, and you expected them or hoped that they this whole run wouldn't continue. It just never stopped. during the game. At one point, you're watching the game and you're asking yourself, like, have the Spurs even missed a shot? Like, it seemed like for a good five or ten minutes, the Spurs had, had not missed at all. So. Yeah, because law, law of averages tell you that when you shoot so well for a particular quarter, a particular half, then at some point you come down. They just were <laughs> – they were on cloud nine the entire time. Like, just similar that they couldn't miss. Shout out, hey, y'all, shout out to that goat, um, goat coach. Right. Is oh, yeah. Becky still on the bench? Who? Yeah, she's still Becky there. Hammond. Okay, yeah, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's still there. I've never seen a bench with a plus minus of this. Well, this whole bench had plus 14, plus 13. <laughs> yeah. Straight down the line. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, now what were y'all, what are y'all thoughts about uh, John Moran's dunk? Like, that dunk was just like, my opinion, that's just the dunk that just says that, like, 
I can do whatever the hell I want to do. And and that's not and that's not a knock, but that just goes back to our point about like that second year swag. And, and I mean, it, it's his second year, but it seems as if he's playing and his is like his fifth or sixth year. People do that when they know they can do that. Mm-hmm. When you know you can get away with it, like to throw it off the glass and then go get it yourself. Like that's I mean, how many people have done I mean, of course I think T Mac's done that because he's done that. I think Kobe's done it a few times. People do that because they know that I'm that damn good. And I just thought I was like, damn. Like that's that's legit. For me, it showed why ESPN was wrong once yet again. I'm um, having the Grizz play what three games on on mm-hmm. national team. Like that, that's whack. Yeah. yeah. And it shows why the Grizz should have been playing yesterday as opposed to hey. Uh, that's just me. Uh, however, though, I, I will give just a little a little criticism um, because as our our guy on Let's Be Real Savage and uh, from out on those sports. The size of Ja is the best Ja, as we always say about this. And on this play, like, he originally was looking to throw the lob. I think it was the BC, if I'm not mistaken. And he saw that it wasn't there. And just right in that instant, he changed it up and just, you know, eventually threw it off the backboard to himself. Mm-hmm. It ended up being an amazing play. But at the same time, it's still those tendencies of, of his – are still kind of there where he would get to the lane and sometimes be indecisive on what he wants to do. But again, that's the only criticism I had. Like I said, it's the only time with him being indecisive around that area and it actually paid off for him. So shout out to John for that one. I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, it was impressive. I wasn't as impressed because I'm, I saw the score. Yeah, I was looking at the score when he did to do his basic dunk. I was like, it was 131-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-117-
at some point, I believe you may have to look at the possibly starting Desmond Bain because Grayson Allen is very streaky. And uh, some days he can get it going, some days he can't hit the side of the house. Um, and like I said before, even in the preseason, I, I can't recall since he's gotten to Memphis, I can't recall Desmond Bain taking a bad shot. Like every shot that he's taken has been a good shot. It's been within rhythm, within the floor of the offense. It's been wide open. If it's been there, of course, his first two baskets were threes. Exactly what Memphis needs. So I believe down the line, as Tyler Jenkins starts giving him more minutes and they start to kind of define his role more as as that floor spacer, then um, we could potentially see Bain in the starting lineup. Now, most definitely. Let me play devil's advocate, though, because that's a good point. I like the, the swag that Bain is playing with as a freshman, but we say down the line we would want Bain to start and Jaron Jackson comes back. And Jaron definitely not coming off the bench. So, I mean, are we seeing are we saying that Bain is going to eventually play Dylan Brooks, especially if, if Dylan Brooks is going up as far as playmaking? Like, or do we want to put Dylan Brooks back on the bench? Like, so, too, you were actually going on what I was thinking. Cause okay. If Chris's defense is as bad as it was in this first game, just as Winslow is starting. Arkley won his defense. He's You can argue and say he's probably the best. He hasn't played yet, but his defense, he's going to be the best defender. Or with, or without Jaren. with or without Jaron, though, because when Jaron comes back, I think the whole dynamics of the Grizz. Opening one started three and four. Three and four. So, so yeah, yeah, Kyle yeah. coming off the bench. Dylan going back to the two, or that's best we are getting. That's going to start over Dylan, in my opinion. Yeah, and even if you start Dylan, I think Desmond Bain should be six man, like first one on. Yeah, he's he's definitely his minutes. Yeah, I was about to go ahead. I'd say I just uh, like what I'm saying from slow mo, and I don't want us to 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 just keep him under the rug. You know what I'm saying? Like like he's shooting the three more consistently. He's still slow as hell, but shoot, he had ten (laughs) rebounds. You know what I'm saying in the Spurs game? So that's that's things you can't overlook, and I think. If you're talking about the future of our grids, like I, I really think Kyle Anderson is a future piece tool to us. I like, like, like I mentioned on the last show, I like him as a small ball four. I think okay. He, okay. He, would do, he would do most of his damage at the four as opposed to the three, which I believe is his natural position. And then once Jaron comes back, then it's going to be kind of difficult to kind of figure out, like, Especially with Justice, because okay. we don't know how yeah. Justice is. Yeah, because it's like, where are we going to stick Kyle? Because now with Justice back, you know, he's going to be at the three. There are going to be times they're going to want to play Dylan at the three. And then, of course, we can't forget, we still got Xavier Tillman, who's out, who's mm-hmm. going to eventually come back as well. So, oh, I said for now, I like Kyle starting at the four, and I believe that's where he would do most of his damage. But once everyone gets healthy, it's going to be very difficult for him to find mitts. Like, he's really going to have – if he's going to be at the three as the starter, he's really going to have to duplicate his play at the three. And, like, I don't, I just can't see that happening, unfortunately. I, I may be in the minority, but I don't see down the road. And I think this is also because he has a, a long history of just being injured. I don't see Justice Winslow starting. Hmm. I, I just naturally don't because now granted he may be your best defender, but at the same time, I think with jaw, you need spacing and you need shooters. I think if you want to look at somebody, I mean, because I feel like at the end of the day, John Rant 
is going to be able to get to the basket at will. And so you need spacing. You need shooters for to allow him to do that so he can create space or if he needs to take a jumper or a floater, then he can do that. And I just think with Justice being on the floor, in my opinion, I don't think that's the best thing for John. Uh, so I think he'll get minutes. I think he maybe get a lot of minutes if he's going to be the best defender. I just don't foresee him starting. See, I think they're going to use John with the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Just discuss mm-hmm. it. Justin's going to be playmaker and John's going to be off the ball. Especially if John put no 40 a game. Right. <laughs> They're going to use Justice as the pseudo point guard almost. Mm. Yes, I think. But I think, like I said, he, could, he, could, he might Justice could be where be the sixth man as well. I just know with the way their defense looked, Justice definitely be. Yep, now if we go, yep, and if we want to be honest, the defense, and, and this is this not even just yesterday, but I think it kind of goes back to the bubble a little bit. Like, the, there's one thing that's kind of noticed that I've noticed. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm feeling it, and that's their defense. Their, their lack of defense, in my opinion. And it's not through the entire game, but they go stretches well over sometimes five minutes where they can't get a stop. And for me, as somebody who who likes defense, who is big on like, okay, like when you say I need a stop, can you get a stop? And if you can't do that, in my opinion, that's not winning basketball. And I think that's a problem that is not too much of a red flag yet, but it could potentially be there. I'm seeing like, I mean, 131 points, like game one. Yeah, it's, it's who we going against that put up the one thirty one. That gets me. Yeah, because you, as you see, you got Brooklyn coming up. And with that, Skyler, that's the reason why I think like JV, he would be the starting center right now. But when this time was going contenders, he won't either. He won't be the on the roster, or he'll be off the bench. Mm-hmm. That's like the score. You know, the big man could dominate all the second. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. teams are going to utilize it like they did in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. our teams did that in the bubble. They can get him, get him in that pick and roll, and he would stay back and win, come up and guard. Or if he come up, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. keep on okay. So I think that's what you probably groomed is that you're me for, or we'll see someone else come in. But you spoke about Brooklyn. Also, next next week's games are road trip at Brooklyn. Oh boy. At Boston on Wednesday, mm, mm. at Charlotte on Friday, and we record before they play at the Lakers next Sunday. Sheesh, sheesh, <laughs> coming up the gate. Um, like a one in three week coming up. Yeah, I mean, Man. in my opinion, you gotta grab two wins out of that. You gotta grab two wins if you go one and three because you that's that's four games right there. Then after the Charlotte game is the Lakers. Twice. You, you, yeah, twice. Sheesh. Man, you you man. gotta grab. You got you have to grab two games of that one, two, three, four, five, six. Sheesh. You gotta grab two, hopefully three games out of that. Maybe you can cast the Lakers slipping on one of those games. Maybe um uh, maybe LeBron or A D or something is sitting out, they're not playing high minutes. Um, but then we've also kind of seen their bench too, so there's that. But in the West, you cannot go a six-game stretch, I believe it is, and only win one game. If you do that, you almost you already behind the eight ball in the West. I think so this, I think this is the time where Grizz fans will start to hate me because I wouldn't be upset if we lost all of them. I mean, I mean, besides Atlanta, we could definitely be Atlanta. But like, y'all know how I feel about the Grizz. As long as Josh putting up forty points and Dylan is, you know, still getting better as a playmaker, and we lose. 
that's all I've been wanting since day one. And I think a lot of Grizz fans, especially the sensitive ones that are listening to this and be like, oh, cut this guy off, they don't understand where I'm coming from. I really think a top five pick to this Memphis Grizzly core will put us above a lot of teams, especially in the future. You know, but as long as our guys get better and progress, let's go. But that's also barring you hit on that pick, too. You got to hit on that pick. Yeah. Come on, like our front office is like 100 and 0 right now. <laughs> hey, that's true. But Come on, man. At the same time, as, as, I always, as I tell everybody, you can trade for a pick, but eventually them picks turn to names. Mm-hmm. And they got to eventually pan out. Uh, I mean, you really have a. I'm with Skyler. You somehow got to get two games out of this stretch. And um, of course, Atlanta, I believe that's a very winnable game today. But I'm also looking at Boston as a potential yeah. upset as mm-hmm. well. Me too. Because I, I saw them, and granted, it was against Brooklyn, and Brooklyn is just hitting on all cylinders at the moment. But they don't look too good as far as they don't have another guy that they can just throw the ball to and say, hey, go give me a bucket. Um, and Kimber's so, up. Huh? And Kimba's yeah, out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Kimba is out as well. That's that's what one of the things I was going to allude to because for a lot of that game, once it got out of hand, it was like a lot of Jason Tatum trying to go one on one. Jalen Brown got cooking a little bit, but at that point, it was too little, too late. Yeah. So that Boston game is a is a potential one, but of course, they're still well coached by Brad Stevens. Um, yeah. But. If you're looking at two to potentially get, um, Atlanta's one, Boston's another one. Um, Charlotte mm-hmm. is definitely one that you can grab as well. Um, but the rest of this, this, this is a very, this is a tough stretch for Memphis right now. Man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult. And I, yeah, I honestly, like, if you look at the next, and not even counting the game today against Atlanta, if you look at the next. Well, no, if you counting that game today, my bad. If you just look at the next eight, it's like you get like maybe one potential break in between because like after this six-game stretch here, after the second game against the Lakers, we're home, I believe, against the Cavs, and then we're home again against Brooklyn. This is going to be tough. COVID scheduling is going to be like real on and off. <laughs> My yeah, thing, yeah. The, the schedule one it wouldn't be as tough if you had Triple J. If you had Triple J, yeah. I can almost comfortably say, give me, give me the Hawks win, give me the Hawks game, give me the Charlotte game. I could potentially see your point with the Boston game, it, but that's if you had Triple J. You don't have Triple J. You don't have. Yeah. In my opinion, your second best scorer or second best player on the team, so that's going to hurt. I'm not sure exactly when he's projected to come back. Is it January? I think. Is that yeah, right? They're saying around the end of January. Yeah. So take your time, Jaren. Right. So for me, that, I think that's the that's the part that's hard for me is if you want to be competitive, which I mean, I'm pretty sure they do. Um, if you want to be competitive, I just wish they had Triple J, and I think without Triple J, they're going to struggle at least until it gets back. Yeah, this is it's a tough little stretch coming up. It just uh, to Tuke's point, you ain't the only one in the GBB family that feels that way. Um, okay, they, cool. Every day in the group, they always talking about <laughs> they the top five: Kane Cunningham and Jaden Green and all type of players. So you ain't the only one. You know my stance on it. I don't like tanking, but if if team is improving, we won't, if we're losing, I, I think it's the difference between taking and just straight up losing. <laughs> 
Like I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying tank for sure. But I'm mm-hmm. what I'm saying is we have the talent to be good. We have the talent to be better. Let's just continue to get better. But I don't see us winning a lot of games, especially with Jaron being out right now. We got a lot of young talent, which I just want to see progress. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree to your point that I don't see us winning this next this stretch coming up. I don't see us winning that much. But I don't want us to lose. That's, like, that's the difference. Where we different. It's like it's like it's like how I feel. Uh, I had to make a, a football reference on this, but it's like how I feel about the Bills last year, when they were like, okay, they would win some games, they would lose some close games, and then this year they looking like Super Bowl contenders. You know, this is kind of a step. I just like let, let's do it in peace, y'all. Let's not microwave this career success. That that's all I want. Bills make playoffs though. Huh? Bills make playoffs. Playoffs this year though. Too sure. I believe as long as Memphis is at least competitive, um, I believe things will be all right. I, I'm also not a fan of just straight up tanking at this point, uh, because as we saw in the lottery, um, if you at least are somewhat competitive, you can get rewarded. You can even get rewarded with the number one pick. Just Ask those guys in New Orleans who got blown out by Miami yesterday. That's how they ended up playing. So this will be a tough stretch for Memphis. I really can't see us doing well in this game. I see a possible two, maybe three games we could grab, but it'll just be right on schedule for us. So let's predict. Uh, to record next Saturday. We got three games in between, between this episode being released and our next recording. At Brooklyn, at Boston, at Charlotte. At Brooklyn's a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, in my I'm opinion. Actually, in my I'm, opinion. Oh, go ahead. Oh. No, I thought, are we doing like all three? Do all three. Do all three. Go ahead, get you. Which one you take? One and two, two and one, oh and three. Okay. So this three game stretch between now and next week, I can definitely see two and one. Um, I'm actually going to go out on a limb, and I will, I will admit that I'm wrong. If I'm wrong next week, I really think Memphis grabs that game in Boston. I, I really do think so. So I believe they they grab the game in Boston and they win at Charlotte. Brooklyn is a definite loss because they're going to put up one. They're going to score one thirty. And you better score one thirty-five, and I just don't. The Spurs score one thirty. They score. I think they score a little more than one thirty. No, because I said earlier, Brooklyn can score one thirty and they sleep. And if we give them one thirty to the Spurs, I know for sure Brooklyn dropping one thirty. All I said, they don't score one thirty. We better score one thirty-five. And I don't think Memphis has the horses, especially with uh, three J out. I don't think Memphis has enough um, for that game. So. And to the point, that's why I'm going one and three. I'm going one and three because Triple J is out. That's your second best player. Um, he's out. And then my my little feeling of the Grizzlies not being able to play really good defense is the reason I'm not on your side, Trevor, with the Boston game. So uh, I'm going one and three next straight. So hopefully you can grab this Charlotte game. I got one and two as well. Uh, I guess you assuming you went ahead and did the Lakers prediction too. Oh, my bad. One and two. Sorry. Uh, I got one and two because even I can see Trevor's point. I can see us possibly upsetting Boston. But then if we upset Boston, I have a feeling we're going to have a let down game against Charlotte. 
So I'm picking one and two, whether they upset Boston or not. That's going to say they're going to win one of the Boston Charlotte games. Uh-huh. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm I'm go one. And, I'm gonna go one and two. I really think that we can beat Boston, and that'll put me at two and one because I think we we'll easily win Charlotte. But I think at that point, Brad Stevens and, and his squad to know like what's up with them, even though it's still beginning. I think that Jason Tatum will go crazy. And if we look at the next game, like I said, they were literally going tip for tap for Katie. You said, "I, I'm the best player in the game. Give me the ball. Get out the way." So you know. Um, it could be the same thing for when they play the Grizz, but like I said, for the Grizz to put up, uh, for the Spurs to put up 131 against us, it kind of got me looking like, oh, how are we going to do it offensively? You know, even though it's Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown doing his thing, how are we going to do? So I'm going to go loss with Brooklyn, loss to Boston, and a very close one, and then a win against Charlotte. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Definitely. Man, sorry. Just get a win, Grizzlies. Yeah, we got to win against the house. So if we don't win against yeah, the house. We, we, yeah, if anything, we have to win today. At least get in the win column today. Hey, get a win out of those three as well. I just need a win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I ain't asking much. Just one win. Yeah, I remember like growing up as Grizz fans, or especially for me, it's like we never won on the first game. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I can't remember a time we, we actually never won. won. I think we won our first one is like the third year we had Zebo or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always a home game too. Right. It's like we coming to watch y'all, but we're gonna lose, but we still here to support. <laughs> first game of the season. Hey, we gonna get that, yeah. So then we ain't that either. Right. Just one of those, I don't know. But schedule with loss Monday at Brooklyn. Let's be prepared. <laughs> I'm still watching though. <laughs> still gonna watch it, of course. Yeah, you know, Kyrie gonna remember Job Morant. Oh, that's gonna be oh, uh, oh. I just had to bring that up, huh? Kyrie gonna remember that. Yeah, now like, oh, you better come with it, cause Kyrie was gonna remember what he did last year. That's nah, Kyrie ain't gonna remember, man. He, what? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that he's not gonna be Kyrie. I just don't think Kyrie's the type that's just gonna hold on to. The no, it's, not, it's not. It's not a grudge. It's more so, all right, young fella. Let me show you something. Cause see, y'all already doing it. <laughs> he did it in. He, let's be real. He did it in the Memphis game. It's just Memphis ended up winning. And if you look at the time, it was literally just him out there. Cause you know, KD was out at the Achilles, and and then around that time, we still had like we had Jay on the team, Jake Crowder on the team still, and uh, a couple other guys as well. So mm-hmm. I expect Kyrie to be Kyrie. As he was in that game, I just think with him and KD on there, it's just going to be too much. Kyrie put up. I agree with Trevor. I don't think – I think come – what day is it? Come Monday. I don't think Kyrie is going to wake up to say, damn, like, yeah, I got to get back at John Morant for what he did to me. Like, I, I just think because he's going to go – he's going to go at this game like he's done every other game. But I think it's just a approval point, not to the Grizzlies or John Morant. But I just think to, like, national media to say, like, yeah, I still got it. Like, yeah, I'm still the best point guard in this damn league, and I don't care who's in front of me. I don't think he's going to wake up to say, like, I don't think he's going to wake up with an extra, like, oh, yeah, I got to get back a job right. I don't think that's going to happen. Kyrie put up 40. <laughs> yeah, but I think Kyrie will put up 40 just because ain't nobody going to be able to start, like, stay in front of him. Yeah, he just gave who he just gave 32 yesterday. Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart, Smart. a better defender, (laughs) 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 right? Come on, man. 
So I need you to go and trade me Kyrie, dog. We need to go make nah, that. nah, that ain't happening, dog. <laughs> we need to go and make that happen, bro. We could discuss, we could discuss that ain't with it, possibly, but I'm still with it. How is fantasy basketball treating y'all, by the way? Since y'all are, yeah. Yeah. Since y'all are indulging. Well, Sharky already yeah. said he missed fantasy football already. <laughs> I think I'm winning. Let me check real quick, y'all. Man, let me check this score right now. I may have gained some ground. Unless Jokic had a big game. No, I haven't. Man. Oh, yeah, I'm winning. I'm winning so far. Man, Jesse, man, he killing me, bro. 6'22 to 346. Jeez. I mean, I, I don't think we can say anything about fantasy right now without saying six touchdowns from the album. Okay, that's, 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 that's a discussion. That's that's crazy. Right, because we got we to talk about that. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Before we uh, – no, no, I got a good spot, man. Before we uh finish off, did y'all see the De'Aaron Fox and Mia Helsing beef that went on this week? Beef? Beef? Why is everybody beefing? It's the holiday season. It involved John Morant. So, Mia Helsing had made... Uh, I want well, to say Mia is not really the greatest name that's needed to be flowing around Memphis because he already has trashed Memphis as a whole, as, as an entire city. So, I... Continue. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he made his statement saying De'Aaron Fox, John Morant is who De'Aaron Fox wants to be. Or it was some, it was some comment about yeah, John, John Morant is who De'Aaron Fox thinks he is. So mm. De'Aaron Fox uh, responded calling him a B, mm. and, mm. and he responded back. I mean, he responded saying this is this isn't a business for you to be catching feelings towards the B. That caught the feelings, not the man that called you to be. And I'm not calling him. I'm not calling him a be. I'm just saying. But you know, it was a fighting word. Yeah, I was just gonna say those fighting words right there. Those are right. catchy. Right. <laughs> that's a bitch you want to say. Of course, y'all. We we gonna think Kyrie is going to drop red. Best believe Darren Fox does when he plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, Fox always shows up. Definitely, we are now. Yeah, <laughs> I just want the and Kings to just be better. Just be better, Kings. They, they beat your Nuggets. They beat the Nuggets. Oh, mm-hmm. and who hit the game winner? Buddy Hill. Yeah. Still free Buddy Hill. Still free Buddy Hill. Still free Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill. Still free Buddy Hill. No comment. I I, I I advocated for him to come to Memphis, but not anymore. Now that we got Desmond Bain, and after we gave Dylan Brooks that, that contract that we shouldn't have gave him. I mean, it's, so far, so good. He's worth it, you know. Went from two assists to six so far. That's one game. That's one. from the field, taking smarter shots. Like, and he also awesome. found out the game because he doesn't because he didn't learn from the bubble how to stay on the ground on the modern rules and pump fakes. He plays <laughs> he plays fake defense that Savage calls it. Fake defense. <laughs> <laughs> he, like like he, he, exert, he exerts a lot of energy so that, that naked eye when you're watching him, you like, dang, Dylan is really mm. well I hope he ain't like I hope he's not playing fake defense against Jason Tatum this upcoming week because uh, cause if he is, that's going to be a long night. <laughs> the waving the hands ain't working for y'all. His number feet ain't working for y'all. <laughs> Look, to argue with the ref saying that's not a foul ain't working for me. Yeah, exactly. 
since, since I almost still call her mockery because this was an old, this was an old badge. He got bronze active hands, but basically he just tries to get a lot of deflections and things of that nature, but gets called for a lot of fouls on top of that. So. Mm. Got to stay out the X, but my boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that square bump, yeah, you know, Xbox County. Yes. All right. So, man, that closes out this episode, man. Remember, follow us at the Starting Five, Number Five, NEM. Follow me at the one P Shark. And I'm at underscore Scott on Twitter. I'm the shooting guard for the Starting Five. And this is everyone's favorite corner, man. I'm at the R Trevor. The first letter of each word is capitalized, except of, because it's a preposition. You may catch me on the Starting Five MEM Twitter account during some of these games. Oh, yeah. Make sure y'all follow me at Sam Shakil. Holding it down in the paint. Mr. Lonely himself, man. Signing out. Hey, follow my fifth member. It's, it's really shitty. He's going to make the state, but it's really shitty. That's how you follow him on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, follow the SBN Greasy's account for Greasy Bear Blues. This is the other podcast, 3D. Comes out Tuesdays. Corn Ford on Wednesdays. GBP Live on Thursdays. And, of course, us on Mondays as we lead off the week. But... Remember, happy holidays. Till next time.